Welcome back, everybody. Podcast. This is number <clears throat> fifty-three, I think. Um, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna ki- we're gonna go back. We've been we've done a couple. We've probably done three, maybe Bella updates. Yeah, probably done three, maybe maybe even more. Um, Bella be good is a series that we're doing right now. Um, she is a pup. She's nine. She'll be nine months old. I've been way off with her birthday since the day we got her. Um, we got her about twelve or thirteen weeks, which is not normal for me. I usually get them a lot younger, but circumstances didn't allow it, and so we ended up getting this puppy a little bit later. You can go back and listen to Bella Be Good, um, the the different podcasts with Bella Be Good um, that are titled that, I guess, because we we are doing this series on her where we're filming her training, and I've I've fallen a little bit behind on posting on them. Um, they've 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 been filmed. We're actually not that far out right now because we're into we're posting stuff that's in October. Yeah. So we're only a, we're about two months, and we didn't and we kind of spaced it out at least a month before we started posting them. So we didn't we're not falling back that far. Um, they are they were filmed a couple weeks prior to when I post them, and so but what we're doing is we're documenting her training. Um, she's a little pup that came to us. Um, from a kennel called Blue Cypress Kennels. She comes from a dog. Uh, her sire is a Fendawood dog, which is David Latham out of England. Um, and she was bred to one of Blue Cypress's um, females that they had imported that is a, a field trial winner. Um, we got a puppy out of it. I was really, the only reason I really took the puppy was because I wanted to um, proof this line, um, these genetics, and because I'm, I'm kind of interested in them for myself, and and it, what better way to do it than train a puppy out of it? Um, she has been a tremendous little pup. Um, I was screwed up with her with her birthday. I thought at one point I think I thought she was 11 months old recently, and then I started looking at the numbers and I went, man, that's not adding up. Well, her birthday is April 5th or April 6th, so she's in December or in January. She will turn nine months. So. Um, really, really kind of excited to update you on it. Um, these are extensions. These these podcast episodes are extensions of the Bella Be Good series, which has been filming us training her basically. Um, in in not every day, but real consistently, at least once or a couple times a week. Um, earlier on, it was it was every day for a while there um, during the summer, but. Uh, into the fall, slowed down a little bit with hunting seasons, and and I just think it's a real good representation of what really does happen in real life training dogs. And I'm training her the same way I would any of my cl- I would, I'm training her the same way I would any of my personal dogs. Um, in fact, all all of our clients' dogs are raised how I do my personal dogs. They live in our house. They're um, I train. I won't sell a dog that I wouldn't keep myself. So the the number of client dogs that we do are very limited. Um, and it's for lots of different reasons, but one of the reasons is because of the amount of time that we put into them, um, and because I love doing it, we're going to do a limited number of them because I am going to raise them just like I would our own. And so they, she is coming along really nicely at nine months old. I'm, I'm a little bit relieved. And this sounds funny because I'm relieved at where we're at because before I was going, man, 11 months, 10, 11 months, we're probably a little behind of where I would like to be. And then I realized, man, she's only nine months old. So here I am ju- judging our progress based on age, which is what I tell people never to do. 
So I'm guilty of it. So I start thinking about those numbers at times and go, well, where are I use, I do have a basic roadmap of where and when and how I want to do things with dogs. And a lot of it's driven based on how they grow up and mature when they're teething. Um, one, when they grow up and mature, meaning like literally grow up their personalities. Um, but prior to Bella, I had dogs that for the last couple of years, were almost slow in development in my mind from a maturing standpoint. They just they just took a little bit longer. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just they did. Bella has proven um, for a while there I was thinking same situation. But then I realized I was off by two months in her age and I went, boy, never mind. She's progressing maybe a little quicker than normal. Um, since I got her, she's been a sponge. She's been very, she's super intelligent. I think her, her dog IQ is really high. Um, her willingness to please is great. She wants to make me happy. Um, it's figuring out how to communicate with her. I've, I've realized that I don't, I can't handle her by asking for stuff. I have to tell her. If I ask her, she takes advantage of me. So she's smart. Uh, she's very sweet, but she's also not going to let you I, I can't just beg and plead with her I have to tell her once she knows what to do it's being firm and telling her and she'll do it um, so it's a little bit it's just a little bit different different approach with her than some of the other dogs that I've had um, her delivery her retrieve is some of the best I've ever had ever in 15 16 years of, of, of UK bred dogs um, so the retrieve has just been simple. Um, hold, we haven't hold conditioned yet. We're going to at some point. I've had zero issues that have just, and you can hear the baby is apparently awake upstairs now, but, um, but based on the screams I'm hearing. But, so I apologize if you're hearing that in the background, but um, her retrieve is just super, super natural. Um, we ran into a little bit of a hiccup with her wanting to fly by me and, and kind of run past me. Um, that was about a month or six weeks ago. Since then, and this is kind of the update part of it, um, her, she has grown up significantly in the last three weeks. And when I say grown up, not, not so much physically, um, she's not a very big dog. Um, she's only at, she's probably in the mid 40s right now, pound weight wise. Um, she's not real tall. Um, she's her confirmation confirmation is really nice uh, she's got a really good classic look to her um, love the look of her but her size is small and I expect her to be a little bit bigger mom is about 60 pounds and dad is 63 64 pounds so I expected a little bit bigger dog I don't think she's gonna be over 51 52 pounds maybe when we're all over and done with she does have to fill out a little bit yet but she's not gonna be a real big dog so Maturity wise, when I say growing up, I mean like mentally. She's kind of come around and come, come around this corner, went over the hill um, of being a little bit of a spazzy little pup for a while. She got real excited. Uh, she did her tuck her tail and run type thing. She'd kind of start seeing white, um, not raging at all, but like she just kind of spun herself out of control. Boiled over is how I like to refer to it. Um, and I talk about when the dog, when I see those signs of the dog starting to boil over, you got options as a trainer. You can pour gas on that fire and turn the heat up and try to 
capture them real quickly. I don't see that happening very often successfully. Instead, I like to take the take the knob on the stove and turn the heat down. If you if you're boiling water and you start to see it, little bubbles start on the bottom, and then you can kind of see the water start moving. And then all of a sudden, if you got that heat way up, all of a sudden it just boof, it just starts to starts to really rapidly boil and that head starts to f build up over it and you're going to boil over real quickly if you don't do something. Now if you turn the heat up at that point, what will happen? It'll boil over quicker. Or you can turn the heat down or off and watch almost instantly that, that boiling shut off. And so that's the analogy that I use when I see her start to ramp up. And you got to be able to, you got to be able to see it coming. Most people know when it's going to come because, and maybe not the first couple times, but they start to see clues. They start to see a repetition of situations that this happens in. And so if you're not conscious of that and aware of it and make start, I, I think it's funny how some people will say, I just don't know how to avoid it. It's just that it's just her. That's her personality. And I think some people accept it and go, that's just the way she's going to be. That's the kind of dog she is. And I look at it and I go, yes, if you don't change the situation, exactly. Because what is dog training? Forming habits. How are habits formed? Repetition and consistency. If you're repetitious and consistent and form undesirable habits, they're going to form just like good ones. Those habits, that will become the habit. And so folks that struggle with this, with some of these situations and go, I just don't know how to change it. Well, doing nothing won't change it. You got to start to respond and react and be proactive. And so when you start to see these clues, when you start to understand the situations that trigger them, you prior to go, you can't avoid them. I think some people just avoid issues that the dog boils over. I, you don't know how many people that struggle with retrieves because the dog gets so excited and they run circles and they run victory laps and they want to play keep away. And there, there could be a lot of things that led up to it that created that issue, but the actual issue itself, the actual symptom, a lot of people go, I can't get through that. So what we'll do is we'll avoid it. We just won't retrieve. And if we don't retrieve, I don't have to deal with it. But then you'll never be able to retrieve. And that becomes a little frustrating for someone who would like to develop a retriever. So avoiding it won't fix it. You can't avoid your problems. You have to face them. And so, but what you have to do is face them, not crossing your fingers on Hope Street and hoping that we're going to make it through. You need to go into it with a plan. You got to go into it prepared. So all of a sudden you start to see these clues, the dog in their eyes, in their body language, the way they wiggle their, their butts and their tails, uh, all these little clues, the way they start to get happy feet and start dancing around, the way they start hopping. I got, she hops, she gets up off of her front feet and starts to hop. All these little things instantly go, I know what's gonna happen if I let it keep happening or turn the heat off. And so slowing down, get, regaining control, getting a hold of the dog, putting the lead on the dog, just changing the environment to overcome is what we've had to do with her. And so we've done that now for a couple weeks, and, and I haven't allowed it to frustrate me at all. I get it. That's going to happen. She started out, I'm watching some of these, part of the reason I talk about it is because I'm watching some of these old videos uh, as I post them, and they're you know weeks prior, and I'm going, my God, she was way calmer 
at 13, 14, 15 weeks old than she was at 18, 19, 20 weeks old. Like, she just, it, 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 and I don't know if those are the right numbers. I'd have to look back on the dates. But there was a period of time that for the first couple, for the first month or so, a couple months, man, she was just so chilled out. And I loved it. And then she started to start to build up some of this boldness. And I think part of it with her is this is another unique thing to her. So when you're listening to this, I'm talking about Bella. I'm not talking about Sparky, Tinker, Bella, and Max. And, and if you have other dogs, it, they're not all the same as Bella because Bella's not the same as Spry. Spry wasn't the same as Taylor. Taylor's not the same as Ellie. Those are all dogs in our house. They all have general similarities, but they're all very dramatically different on the micro level. And so we've had to adjust to them on the micro level. And so you may have similarities with Bella. You may have more similarities with Spry. You may have some similarities with Ellie, Taylor. So by looking back on some of our, on all of our stuff, the last podcast we did, we talked about a gal that had watched the puppy DVDs and I use Odin and I use Gamble in their two yellow dog, uh, yellow dog and a black dog that are both the same age, but one is very different than the other. And she made comparisons to Odin and she made comparisons to uh, Gamble, she said, my dog's more like Gamble than Odin. So I guarantee you she doesn't have Odin. She doesn't have, she doesn't have Gamble. She doesn't have Spry and she doesn't have Bella. She's got a combination of all these. So by listening to us and watching us train, that's why we do it with so many different dogs. That's why we've documented so many different dogs. That's why we did Cody Go Back because Cody Go Back is different than Ellie Go Back. We never did an Ellie Go Back, but we did, we did post all of her training for handling or most of it early on. And we did Spry too. Spry, Ellie, and Cody all have a very different vision of, of handling. And when I say handling, like hand signals. Their progresses were different. Every dog I've trained to handle has, has progressed a little bit differently. Some quicker, some slower, some did better at certain things. Some, did, some struggled to sit to the whistle. And we couldn't even get into handling until we got a good sit to the whistle. But with Bella, we're showing it, and we're showing it pretty in depth. And what one of the things I like about it was she was so damn calm for a while, it probably pissed people off because they probably said, where does he get these dogs? They're magic. Now, do I think part of it is genetics? Yeah, I do. I buy the best genetics I can find. I buy the best genetics that fit me. I'm not saying they fit everybody. But for me, 100%, my mission is to create the perfect dog for me and my clients. And maybe you're, maybe you fit with that. Maybe you want that. Maybe you don't. I don't care. It doesn't really matter. But I do think the inevitable is you got to find the perfect dog for you or the best dog for you. That helps to start the whole process out. So when you find that match, it's a lot. It eliminates potentially a lot of the work that's necessary. It makes some of the work that is necessary a little bit easier. Um, but and you can avoid some of the major issues. But so with her. She started out so calm, so smooth, so very natural. I think it was partially because um, of some of the things we were doing. I think we did a nice job of, of ingraining some good habits early on. I think she came to me with some very good habits. Um, you know, she was with the kennel. She was down at Blue Cypress for the first four weeks after being with the, her litter mates. They did a real nice job. I mean, the housebreaking issue was, was it was fixed. It, there was no issue when I, when I had her. So we just piggybacked on what was already put in. So I think it's important to start out early. But with her, one of the things about her is she's extremely cautious when she gets to anything new. 
where some dogs are extremely bold when they get to things that are new. And they'll, they'll just, they're fearless. She's not. She's very, she's very hesitant. Um, she's very timid. She's very cautious uh, when she's discovering new things. And then as she warms up and develops a comfort level, her boldness comes out. Well, that, that's on a micro level. I see that constantly, and I've seen it since day one when I got her. Now, when I look at the last, it'd be, we had her at, we, we got her at about, say, three months old. And she's, so for the last six months of training, I can break that down kind of on a little bit bigger level. And I can go, you know what? For the first two or three months of that training, she was cautious. She was a little hesitant. It wasn't like it froze her up. It didn't lock her up. But boy, she was just smooth and nice and easy to handle. Really positive thing. Um, made her real smooth. But then she got confident with the scenarios, the situations, the people, the places, the things that we were doing. And she that's where her cautiousness went away and she became more bold. And that's where her temperament, her disposition, her personality changed. That along with she became a little bit of a teenager, kind of. I don't know if I'd call it teenager, but maybe like pre-teeny. And so she got a little sassy at times. She got a little smart, a little smarter than I needed her to be at times. So I had to work through that. And then all of a sudden the last, so that might have been, you know, just three, four, five months maybe of, of that, then maybe about six, seven months, she started to, she went through that phase of, I think I might test a little bit more. And I actually went backwards in training from progress standpoint. I went from off lead to going back on lead a lot. I went from allowing her to free kind of free roam and, and cast and quarter a little bit freer when we're out for walks in certain situations to going, I don't think I can do that anymore because the few times I called her, she didn't come back where she always did before. And so this little bit of rebellion came up. And I said, no panic, no freaking out, no getting upset, no throwing my hands up, no quitting, no avoiding the issue. Instead, be proactive. So what did I do? Just reeled her in a little bit. I took away some of the freedom that she had earned. And I made her earn it again. And in the last four weeks, man, she's just really grown up beautifully. And it might have taken... And, and so it took... Maybe it was maybe a four to six weeks of rocky roads with the little girl, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't like it got terrible, but it got a little rough, rougher, not nearly the progress. And I blame it on myself as well. So I should, I should be, I gotta be honest with you. We didn't do a damn thing for a while. We did very little as far as moving forward. I didn't allow her to go backwards. I didn't allow her to just downward spiral. I didn't allow her to just kind of hit the streets and fend for herself. But we went through October and November and we hunted a fair amount. Not as much as I would like to, but that'll never, I never will hunt as much as I'd like to. But we hunted a fair amount between deer and between birds. We did, we spent a lot of time in the woods and, and loved it, but she wasn't ready for it. And it wasn't something that she was going to take part in. So we didn't spend a ton of time moving forward in her training. We just kind of put the gear in neutral and didn't go backwards. And we just maintained. And the timing was perfect for that because she became a hellion. 
Now, did she become a Hellion because of it? Eh, maybe. Maybe it was. I don't think because of it. I think it might have been on top of it. And so what we did was we worked. We allowed the time to get through that. And not, we didn't try to force our way through anything. We didn't try to run through a brick wall. We took a look to the left and right and tried to find a door. And we might have had to walk a ways before we found the door. So it might have took a little bit of time. But all of a sudden, she let me know. And it was clear to me the personality change that I saw in her. And I almost tested it through that six weeks of rough, rougher times, six to eight weeks. I would test it. My way of testing it was remote sit, to be honest with you. I'd put her on remote sit. And I'd see how long can I put her on remote sit and how many distractions can she avoid on remote sit. And if there were times there that I couldn't hardly put her on remote sit for, I couldn't get her on remote sit for a minute without her futzing around with something. And I would pick her up, put her back in that spot and go, nope, she's not ready. Now, I won't quit and say, let's avoid remote sit. I'd just say, I'm going to put her in remote sit, and at about 45 seconds, I'm going to walk back to her, tell her she's good, and heal her off, and then restart it. Until I could get confident to the idea of, let's see if she can get out a little bit longer time-wise. Let's see if I can go a little. I still don't trust her 100% on place when I leave the room. It's getting better, but we went through a port. We went through a window there where she was great, never came off the bed, and then all of a sudden, as soon as I started leaving the room, she's coming off the bed and going and playing with the other dogs, and I heard it. So I'd come around the corner, and here she is, and she looks at me, and she knew she was wrong. There's times where she'd look for her bed and see if she could get back to it before I'd get to her. She's smart as a whip. But I decided, and I realized, I can either continue down this road and start keep leaving her un- watched and have her continue to break off which will be consistent repetitious and habit forming or i go you know what i can't trust her quite yet i gotta leave the room for five minutes i'm gonna go get her heal her off put her in her crate she had lost some of the freedom that she had earned and now she's slowly starting to earn some of that stuff back and so at nine months i'm looking back on it and i'm going yeah it's just the roller coaster part We have some ups, we have some downs. We have some ups, we have some downs. Ideally, we try to get somewhere in the middle, but it's inevitable. You've got to have some stuff go wrong in order to correct. You've got to have some stuff go well in order to praise and have her understand that's what you want. And so that's where we're at with her. And man, I'm just, I'm really, really happy with her. Um, I'm really reassured. And again, I shouldn't use time to measure anything ever. But I'm now I'm looking at it, I'm going, man, I might be a little I'm a, I might be a little ahead of schedule. So a couple months ago or weeks ago, I went, man, I'm kind of behind schedule. And that affected me. That affected my mindset and my thought process of the Bella Be Good project. And then today I'm looking at it, or recently I'm looking at it and going, oh, her birthday's in April. She's only nine months old. Now I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And I'm thinking about that and I'm going, How come the exact same dog going through the exact same training processes, nothing changed there except my thought process and my understanding of how old she is or how old she was, how come that makes me feel good or how it makes me feel bad? Because it shouldn't make a damn difference. Because it doesn't make a difference. And so I say it because there's too many people that are worried about the stuff that doesn't matter. And so I'm going to be doing another podcast um, about 
and we're going to be talking about it because it was a subject that I got into with another follower that's having um, that we've I've talked with quite a few times on in different platforms and um, struggling and, and quite honestly this is that's a little bit different scenario because that scenario is there's a lot of issues with what other people think that's going on with them with her and her dog and and the and so part of the big picture answer to that is before you'll be able to be happy you'll have to stop worrying what everybody else thinks because it really doesn't matter and you me i am guilty of this in this situation it really doesn't matter how old she is but if i allow how old she is to dictate whether or not i'm satisfied or dissatisfied with her training to this point who's who's that falling on and what what am i gaining by it nothing so I have to take my own advice a lot of times. And sometimes it just takes sitting back and thinking about it big picture. For me, I'm really lucky because we're documenting the hell out of this dog. Uh, Video-wise with Bella Be Good, the series through our YouTube channel. We partnered with Gundog Magazine. We're doing a series for North American Whitetail on it. I'm writing an, a column for Gundog Magazine that will be Bella Be Good. We've done four, maybe four podcasts on it now. All these little things I document every episode that we that we post. Um, we do a promo for, it. and so I write this intro and I break down what. And this is what got my mind thinking about this Bella Be Good thing is I'm watching stuff that happened a couple months ago, and it's, so it's really easy for me now to recognize. Wow, a couple months ago we were better than we were in between now and then. And but if I hadn't recorded all that stuff and watched all that stuff and documented it the way we documented it and now continue to. I wouldn't probably have recognized some of this stuff. So I have the luxury because of the project that we're doing with her. You guys at home don't necessarily have the luxury. And I think I'm going to challenge you to think back on it a little bit. Some of you might not even remember it. But some of you will. Some of you are in the very early stages and should have keep it in the, keep it in the forefront of your mind. Not in the back of your mind. In the front of your mind. To stop worrying about some of the things that you may be worried about if you don't think about it so pretty deep pretty deep there ben's looking at me going holy wow uh that's it that's your bella update she's doing great um we have nothing to worry about and i'm not gonna worry about it and i'm just real i'm very very excited we did so that's a bigger over picture uh to be a little more specific man she's starting to work off lead really nicely um, she, uh, we introduced the antler um, shape to her, so we started making retrieves with that. We're going to be doing game, some game recovery stuff with her, some tracking stuff. We recovered a deer with her recently. Uh, she, she, would, she didn't really track it, but she followed it, and she found the dead deer that was laying there. If you follow our Instagram story, you've seen that. Um, and on our Instagram, we made some posts on that. So we documented all that. You're going to see a lot of stuff. The big, huge steps, milestone-type steps with this little puppy... Um, and just taking advantage of opportunities. Now we got shed season coming, um, so we're starting to shift our mindset to a little bit of shape recognition, some scenting things um, there. Uh, intro to gun. We're going to shoot a gun over her pretty quickly. She's nine months old. We haven't shot the gun over her. Why? Because I didn't need to, and I didn't have the opportunity to, and there really wasn't any rush. We're not hunting the dog till next fall, so we're going to do that pretty quick. I think it's time. Um, we're going to be, there's a couple of things. She's struggling to go up and down stairs. She hates stairs. 
So we're gonna film her going up and down stairs. She'll go up a couple stairs. She hates long flights of stairs. She literally got to the point the other day where she locked up on all fours. So stupid little stuff like that that we run into and we go, man, we're not the only ones. So we're gonna talk about how we're gonna, we're gonna document and film how we're gonna get her through going up and down flights of stairs. Um, just some, some real silly things and that you don't think of, but are just critical in everyday life stuff and then bigger picture stuff. Um, so there's your Bella be good update. We kept her under 30 minutes. Um, appreciate you guys listening. We're going to continue to do these. Um, we've got, we, I, I like the idea of doing some of the answers, uh, question and answer stuff through our Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, all of our social media stuff that we got YouTube. It's all dog bone hunter. Um, please continue to, to subscribe to that stuff, follow that stuff, make comments on that stuff. Um, that helps us, gives us feedback. Um, but we're going to continue doing that. But then there's also, I've got a couple other topics that have come up that I think are, are bigger picture. Bella, this Bella one is one, this Bella thing is one. Um, we've got a couple other ones that I've got in mind that I think we need to, that I think are going to be valuable. Um, so we're going to continue to kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, we are going to be doing one. Uh, if you did, if you followed along, we did an arrow, which was a, um, a Malinois Shepherd mix that we worked with a few months back. Um, belongs to Josh and Sarah Bomar. Um, we are going to be doing a podcast with them. Um, they do a podcast. They, uh, we've, we've talked about it. We're going to collaborate together on a podcast, so we're going to be doing that. Now, that's going to be like a major arrow update, um, and it'll be really interesting. Uh, it's going to be a lot of question and answers. Um, specifically to shed stuff because they have started to do some stuff with arrow some of the stuff they've done i think is really smart and really good some of the stuff i caution and we'll talk about with them of man i don't know that i'd be doing that yet this yet or that and so we're going to kind of break down another style of training another style of dog um, with that malinois mix and uh super intelligent and i'll be honest with you i didn't i don't change my i don't vary my training styles much regardless of breed and I'll, I'll stick to that till the day I die because I've yet to find one and I've trained lots of different ones. I've yet to find one that I can't use the same general principles and find success. Um, there are always fine-tuned detail things that we do a little bit differently, but I do that within, I do that within litter mates. So if I've got two puppies out of the same litter, I don't train the two exactly the same. And they're genetically as close as you're going to find to being the same dog. So there's obviously some variations based on specific dogs. But in general, broadly speaking, the direction remains the same. So that's it uh, for this one. We'll, uh, we'll continue to film these. Appreciate you guys' support. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to continuing growing. We're at 53 right now. Just turned the half century mark in. Uh, I'm looking forward to hitting triple digits, so we'll get there.